0: In 2022, Ford Motor Company sold 4.2 million cars worldwide. Ford's net profit for that year was negative $2.15 billion. That means it lost $512 per car that it sold. That same year, Ferrari sold 13,221 cars. Its net profit for that year was $1 billion. That means it made a profit of $76,000 per car that it sold. Now, which is a better business? Ford has 173,000 employees to manage to produce its four million cars per year, and it's losing money. Ferrari has 4,500 employees, which means that it's 97% less to produce its 13,000 cars per year, making a billion dollars in net income. I think the Ferrari business is much better and probably a lot more fun to own and run. Now, usually there's two options in business. You can be on the low-cost side or the premium side. If you get caught up in the middle, a lot of times you kind of go nowhere. And so in some businesses, low-cost is how you build a massive company. I mean, look at the retail side. Walmart built one of the biggest companies in the world by offering low prices. Amazon built one of the biggest companies in the world offering low prices and big selection. Costco, one of the greatest businesses in the world, low prices. So in retail, being the retail platform, even if it's brick and mortar, seems to work really well being low cost. Technology, platforms, the same thing. Google essentially gave everything away for free or close to free. It's built one of the most successful businesses in history. Facebook essentially gives the platform away for free to users and it's built also one of the most successful businesses in history. However, those are retail and technology platforms in consumer product brands, which is typically what we're talking about in e commerce. Low cost is usually not the best option. But why is that? For example, Hermes, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, produces about $12 billion a year in sales. They sell very nice uh, purses and other things, sort of luxury goods, produces about $12 billion a year in sales with a 28% net profit margin of about $3.5 billion. That's around the same net profit margin as Facebook, one of the greatest companies in the world, uses all the technology, software is supposed to make everything very inexpensive. Hermes sells luxury goods and produces around the same net profit percentage as Facebook, it's not as big of a business, but still producing three and a half million, three and a half billion dollars a year in net profit is not a bad deal. One of their products that they're kind of very famous for, the Birkin bag, sells from anywhere. It's a purse basically that sells from anywhere between $10,000 and two million dollars per bag. The average is around 25,000 to 35,000. Now, is that product really that much better quality than a $100 purse you can buy at a department store? It's probably better quality for sure, but is it that much better? Not likely. Their price that they've been able to charge for it is disproportionately higher than the level of quality. And you'll see that all over the place in consumer products. If they can find a way to convince consumers to pay that price, their profit margins are going to be insane. And so another example is the largest company in the world, Apple, they sell premium consumer products. They're not at the low end of that, and they built the largest company in the entire world selling premium consumer products. Now, why does low cost not usually work in consumer products? Number one, we associate price with quality, even if it's not true. This is from thousands of years of mental conditioning and really our entire lives that we've been on this planet. Uh, We've been taught that if a product is priced higher, it is higher quality, even though we know that's sometimes not true. But that's our natural um, association with a higher price is that it is going to be a higher quality product. And so we have that factor going for us being on the other end of this selling consumer products. Number two, the brand matters. Um, So the higher your margins in a consumer product, the more money you can spend on marketing to build a brand. I mean, some of the best luxury. Goods makers in the world, they spend a ton on marketing to constantly reinforce that their products are worth paying the super high prices. For example, if product A is just as good as product B, even though product B is 20% cheaper, if product A has spent $50 million on marketing itself and associating itself with positive things we love, I mean, look at the great companies like Coca Cola, they associate their products with having a good time, with pets, with sports, with parties, all those sort of different things. And while we've never heard of product B, we usually won't take the risk. where It's not worth saving 20% because this product A has so much more built-in trust because of all the associations due to their marketing. Um, we're going to choose product A all day long, even though it's slightly more expensive. It's just how we're matter, how we're wired. Uh, brand does matter, and so the higher your margins, the more you can spend on marketing, the more you can build those associations, and really, the more you can justify the price that you're charging. Uh, number three reason that low cost products usually don't work in consumer products is functionality isn't all we're after with consumer products. We also care a lot about signaling. What does buying this thing, owning this thing, wearing this thing, using this thing signal about ourselves to others? And this can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't have to just mean wealth. You may have one product because it signals to others, such as you know the Birkin bag or a nice watch or something, that it signals to others that you're wealthy and powerful. Whether it's true or not, doesn't really matter. That's what it, you're trying to signal. And that's what other people a lot of times tend to associate with that. Also, you've seen premium products do well signaling environmentally um, conscious. And so there'll be a product such as say a Patagonia jacket or something like that, that can cost more than you know one that's not, doesn't have all those associations with enviro, environmentally sort of friendly uh, practices in, in Patagonia. You'll pay more for the Patagonia jacket because it tells other people, signals to them, that you also care about the environment. So the functionality is not all we're after with consumer products. I mean, to give kind of another car example, there's a car called the Corvette Z06. Um, it's priced at about $105,000. It's zero to sixty is 2.6 seconds. So if you want a fast sports car at a reasonable price, it's not a bad option. The Ferrari F8 Spider, for example, sells for $324,000. So more than three times the price of the Corvette Z06. It's zero to sixty 2.9 seconds. So it's actually slower. And so if you just wanted objectively a fast sports car. Then the Corvette would be a way better option. You'd have an extra two hundred grand in your pocket. However, um, I don't know about you, but for me, Corvette Z06 is kind of like old bald guy association. Uh, you know, kind of midlife crisis for a person, a guy that's you know fifty five or sixty or something. Whereas Ferrari F8 Spider, premium, luxury, wealthy, like those are kind of the associations I have with that car. And so that's why people are willing to pay three times as much for that thing because functionality is not all we're after with consumer products. So the strategy here is to sell premium products. You may be the 1% of 1% that can get away with selling a low-cost product. You understand how to build the operations. Maybe you have some unique manufacturing method that allows you to produce a product way cheaper than everyone else. If you can do that, more power to you. Go for it. But for the rest of us, 999 out of 1,000, we're going to be selling premium products if we want to build successful e-commerce businesses. So steps to make this happen. First, make sure you're in the right market, which we've already covered in previous episodes. Step number two, make sure you're selling the right product. Um, We've also covered a lot about that in the most recent episode. So if you want to get all of this stuff, Kind of backtrack 10 episodes or so and just start listening all the way through and you'll hear all the stuff that I've covered about being in the right market with the right product. So assuming you're in the right market with the right product, the third step is to create the best version of something. So option A is to create a new product in the space that's the highest quality in some factor. And so you probably already know your space if you're selling the product. If you don't know the space, read all the reviews or a lot of them of a lot of the competing products. Find out what people really value. Uh, one example that I just sort of made up is a yoga mat. You could have the most anti-slip mat possible. Like don't let price be a problem here. You'd want to start with a low quantity to test that people actually value this. But imagine you built the most premium anti-slip yoga mat possible, best materials Um Sweat wicking, all that sort of stuff. And then you charge people significantly more than other premium yoga mats. That's an option. Option B, which I keep telling people in our mastermind to do because I've seen this work incredibly well, is to take your current best-selling product and create a premium version of it. And so if you already have a product that sells really well, the easiest way to make more money is to create a premium version of that thing and then sell that to all the people that either have bought or are interested in buying your main product. You'll have disproportionately higher profit margins. In in most cases, say you add and you say your product sells for $50 and you create a premium one that sells for $100, your cost on the $50 one that you sell for, your cost on that may be, say, $15. And then the one that sells for $100, your cost may be, say, Twenty or twenty-five dollars. So your cost is going up five to ten dollars, but your retail price is going up fifty dollars. It's doubling, and so you have disproportionately higher profits on those premium products, which allows you to build a much better business. Vitamix, for example, who I've bought one of their five hundred dollars blenders in the past and still own today. I think I bought that thing, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, and it still does great. I don't regret it at all. We actually ended up getting um, a second place here in Colorado, and I wanted to buy a blender, but I was kind of being cheap, and so I bought sort of a mid-range one, and I actually regret not just buying another, biting the bullet and biting, b- not just buying another Vitamix for another $500. It's literally, I think it's worth it, even though it seems crazy to spend that amount of money on a blender. They sell blenders from anywhere from $200 to $600 plus. All different versions, I guarantee you the $600 one is not that much more expensive for them to produce than the $200 one. But people will buy it all day long because they want the best version, there's some little feature difference that they really value, but it allows them to make disproportionately higher profits. So step number four, is to price your premium product 30 to 40% plus above the current premium options. To give you an example, basic mayonnaise is $2.87. I just looked this up on Amazon, $2.87 for a little tub of mayonnaise. Your basic avocado mayonnaise, which is a premium option, is about $7. So it's about 130% more expensive. Just any brand avocado mayonnaise, about 130% more expensive than your basic sort of mayonnaise, whatever that stuff's made out of. Uh, The Primal Kitchen mayonnaise, which is a brand that sold for $200 million dollars, a few years ago, their premium avocado mayonnaise sells for about $10. So that's 40% above the already premium avocado mayonnaise category. So they built a premium version of a premium product and they sold their business for $200 million. And so when and out, sell premium products, whether you're starting a new product or you're looking to produce more profit in your existing e commerce business. So in this 30 day breakthrough series, So far, we've covered the market, making sure you're in the right market. Second, the merchandise, the products that you sell, making sure you're selling the right products. And this last section of this was making sure you sell premium products to produce the highest profits possible in your business, allow you to scale, allow you to pay yourself more money, hire employees, all those good things. Now it's time to find a huge breakthrough in e commerce on the marketing side. So that's what we're gonna be getting into next. And the very next episode, We're going to discover that there's always underpriced traffic to get people to buy your products, but you're probably not going to like where you have to get it. So we're going to cover all of that tomorrow. So if you want all these episodes 100% for free, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform right now or to my YouTube channel and I'll see you tomorrow.